Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. We're at episode number 1719 today. Thank you so much for joining me for it. Thank you so much for being here every day, whether that is literally every day or whether you're getting a whole bunch of these episodes in one weekly dose for yourself. Thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you so much also to the patrons who are helping to make this possible, and you can too by joining them at patreon.com SW7X7. So now that Resistance Season 1 is officially in the can, we can talk about what we've learned about the state of the Star Wars galaxy as a result of the first full season of Star Wars Resistance. And today, we're going to start by talking about the Resistance itself. And to do that, we're going to establish a bit of a baseline here really quickly. A couple of things. First of all, we have to remember that the Resistance was founded about six years prior to the events of the sequel trilogy when the novel Star Wars Bloodline ended and when Leia officially departed the service of the New Republic and brought along with her a few friendly co-conspirators to begin the Resistance, alright? So, that much we know. We also know that the cartoon Star Wars Resistance takes place within the six months that happened before The First Awakens, and it ultimately overlaps with the moments that we saw on screen in The Force Awakens. And so there's about five and a half years that have not exactly been covered <laughs> with any sort of detail. They have been touched upon a little bit. For example, the fact that Poe Dameron was recruited about a year before the events of The Force Awakens by Leia herself. And so we can see six months earlier from the start of Star Wars Resistance in that regard. And we also know that the novel Phasma, that's written by Delilah Dawson, takes place sometime during that 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 five and a half year period or that five year period in between the end of Bloodline and the start of Before the Awakening, which is where the Poe Dameron recruitment story starts. And, you know, eh, I mean, I guess you could possibly push it to the Star Wars Resistance borders, but I don't think so. That doesn't seem to make sense. Phasma is already too well established at that point in Star Wars Resistance, so it seems like Phasma's arrival on the scene has to be, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, earlier in that six-year period in between the end of Bloodline and The Force Awakens. Oh, and there is one other source of information about that time period in between Bloodline and The Force Awakens, and that's the Poe Dameron comic series that completed its run a while ago, and we did episodes here on the show about the story arcs in the Poe Dameron series as well, but that also took place within that one-year period prior to The Force Awakens, too, because Poe was already part of the Resistance at that point. What we have discovered as part of Star Wars Resistance is something that we already kind of knew to begin with, but we saw an actual situation of it happening, which is the active recruitment of people in the New Republic Navy and bringing them into the Resistance by Leia and by her uh, subordinates, like Poe Dameron, for example. And when you think about it, you know, the Resistance was kind of an open secret, especially by the time The Force Awakens rolled around. I mean, you know, there were people who were supporting the Resistance in secret, and I'm sure that you know, the people who were suspected of supporting the resistance, like that there was probably a pretty good short list, but as to whether anybody could point to how that support was happening and shut it down, well, on the one hand, I'd say it was probably a little tough to do that, and on the other hand, I'm sure there wasn't 
a real strong institutional desire to make that happen, even though the New Republic was still willing to put its head in the sand about the development of the First Order. I don't think they were also equally motivated to root out the resistance, much to the chagrin of the secretly First Order-supporting centrist senators in the New Republic, too. But as a result of all this, you would think that the resistance would have been pretty active in its recruiting uh, from the New Republic military. And maybe that active recruiting wasn't necessarily overt. You would need people who would be you know, active and experienced in the military who weren't just um, people that Leia had worked with 30 years ago. You need fresh new bodies. And so Leia had to have been recruiting from the New Republic Army, the New Republic Navy, and the New Republic Armed Forces in general, but probably would have had to do so very carefully because, you know, it's one thing to kind of have a blind eye turned away from you by the New Republic. But if you start really you know, pillaging the military for your own private forces, well, I'm sure that would have gone over like a lead balloon. So I think we saw in Resistance a, you know, a longer-term example of how Leia and company recruit people from the New Republic into the Resistance. And I guess in a way you could say that desperate times call for desperate measures because recruiting a young kid like Casiano, I mean, that's not necessarily your best bet, especially for a Resistance spy. And, you know, it's only because we're suspending our disbelief to some degree that he wasn't discovered earlier on as a Resistance spy. And that's okay. But, you know, how many times are you going to trust a teenager like that in a situation like that? Ultimately, you know, we're applying a more adult filter and an adult rationale <laughs> to this situation, but it really does suggest a desperate times call for desperate measures kind of mentality. And in everything else that we've seen, the stuff from the Poe Dameron comic series, for example, there have been a lot of those kinds of actions committed by the Resistance and even by Leia as part of her leadership of the Resistance, too. And I think it's fair to say that we've also found out that one particular aspect of the resistance operation has really excelled very much so, and I will discuss that with you here in just a second, even though it wasn't really leaned on in Star Wars Resistance, but I think that the show must have reaped the benefits of it. But first, let me just remind you to subscribe. Hey, please subscribe. Please subscribe wherever you like to catch this show, be it audio, be it video, however you like to get it. Please make sure that you're subscribing so that you get it. I hope you'll also consider supporting me in delivering this daily dose of Star Wars joy to you, even just with a little bit a month, a dollar a month, three twenty-seven a month, five hundred one a month, you know, or more if you feel so inclined and generous. But every little bit helps, and I would greatly appreciate your support at Patreon.com/sw7x7. So. The spy network created by that master of spies, C-3PO, I think that has done quite a wealth of good for the Resistance. And we've seen it come into play in not only The Force Awakens itself, but in the Poe Dameron comic book series as well. And in this particular case, I think it must have helped identify some of the locations that Poe and Kaz went scouting when there were, you know, the couple of episodes in Star Wars Resistance where they left the platform to go on missions, you know, touching into the 
edges of the unknown regions. I mean, how would they have necessarily known about those things? You know, especially if it's in the unknown region, so it's supposed to be very hard to map or to deal with. Well, somehow they must have been able to get some intelligence on it. And the way that the Resistance has been doing a lot of its intelligence gathering has to do with C-3PO and his droid spy network. So I imagine that the benefit of them finding clues as to what was happening with the First Order, Poe and Kaz specifically, had to do with C-3PO being able to lay the groundwork for that. And so I hope that we will see more overt instances of that in Season 2 of Resistance and even in Episode 9 if they have a little bit more space to maneuver in the storyline with that situation. So... That is going to do it for the episode of this show today. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.